Welcome to a Cinema Spin mini episode about the Oscar nominations that came out today. Special I'm Matt. edition Oscar nominations, yes. I'm Jason. Sorry, we kind of botched that. We blew that. <laughs> we blew that. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. It's just going to have to be. Okay. But yeah, we wanted to talk a little bit about the Oscar nominations that came out today and um, maybe a little bit of some of the controversy, but uh, we'll get into the to the um, uh, nominations as they fell and were announced this morning. Okay. So you wanna, what do you want to so, start with? Yeah, let's start with, so let's start at the top. We'll start with Best Picture. So um, again, uh, so since 2009, uh, they can be between six and, and ten uh, best Picture nominees. Um, and so the Best Picture nominees this year are Nomadland, uh, The Trial of Chicago 7, Minari, Promising Young Woman, The Father, Mank, Judas and the Black Messiah, and The Sound of Metal. Um, so my reaction to this is, you know, in this truncated year uh, that I didn't think was great for movies, um, I'd look at that list and I'm pretty happy with it. Um, I was surprised that we didn't see One Night in Miami. Yeah, yeah, I would have liked to have seen One Night in Miami um, in there. Um, I have, I have not seen Judas and the Black Messiah. I tried to see that today on HBO. It's been on HBO Max for the past couple months. And Guess no, what? Not... Today they yanked it. Right. Yeah, I, I noticed that. Yes. So I have not seen that. I've seen the others. Um, in fact, I, I was I was asking myself if I'd gone crazy because I'd seen it promoted on there. Yeah. Watch this. Watch this. Right. Yeah. It's been, they've been promoting it and promoting it, promoting it. And today it's in theaters only. So I might go to a, I might venture out to a theater to see that tomorrow. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I I really didn't like Mank or The Trial of Chicago 7. But they don't make me gag. I mean, often there's there's at least, especially since two thousand nine, there's been at least one one or two movies on on every li- every uh, list that's made me want to just throw something at my TV screen. Um, and uh, you know, I don't hate. You know, I don't. Those are the kinds of movies that get nominated. So um, this is maybe the first year where I look at that list and say, well, thank goodness there are extra spots because. You know, just because on their pedigree alone, Trial of Chicago 7 and Mank are the kinds of movies that people are going to, you know, uh, Academy members are just going to thoughtlessly sort of scribble in. Um, and so some of these other movies like uh, Sound of Metal or The Father might have got squeezed out. Um, so, uh, you know, maybe this is a good thing this year that uh, the expanded roster. So what do you think? Matt? Maybe. I mean, I think that of all things this year, there's not the reason why they expanded it is is definitely not in play because right the kind of films that might have rounded it out uh just didn't come out this year that's true they 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 originally expanded the nominations uh to try to get in more commercially popular movies um and that's just not an option this year you know maybe there maybe uh top gun maverick would be on this list in another (laughs) or the uh (laughs) The West Side, um, you know, who knows what the West Side yeah. Story by Spielberg is going to be like. I mean, or Dune. That was another movie that, you know, got kicked back. Um, that would have was going to be a major commercial release this year. Um, My wondering about these nominations, though, is if uh, Manx not coming back around with some more. Uh, so a little bit of momentum. Well, 
we'll get to that a little bit later. I'm going to say something about that uh, when we talk about the screenplay awards a little bit later. Because uh, so Mank leads the nominate leads all nominations with ten. Um, so you would think that that's building momentum, right? Um, but uh, but I think Nomadland is still pretty clearly the uh, the, the front runner, and we'll get hmm. into why a little bit later. But um, the uh, the the major uh, um, you know, uh, controversy over the Best Picture nominations, I think, um, and the major controversy I think of the, the the nominations generally is that Spike Lee's *De Five Bloods* is not uh, better represented. I think Matt and I agree, though. Uh, that's a good thing as far as we're concerned. Um, yeah. Yeah. I certainly don't think, uh, yeah, that movie was not it's, my bad. It's a bad look, unfortunately, uh, when added to the Regina King snub. Yeah. Right. Um, that's true. It looks like just a bunch of black people movies <laughs> got, yeah, uh, yeah. got uh, overlooked. Um, yeah, and that's uh, that's sort of a shame because otherwise there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, kind of spreading the love around to uh, to women and and Asians, uh, people of Asian descent in in uh, in these nominations. Um, yeah, in this case, you know, I think that... it's probably more just a, a look than anything. It's just. Uh, yeah, you know, it's like it's like um, circumstantial evidence and not legit evidence. You know, it's it's just uh, unfortunately just a bad look, and mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. probably have to deal with it on some level. But uh, um, yeah. yeah, we can we can move on to the next. I mean, I, I have no, I haven't seen in a few of the uh, the movies that are nominated for Best Picture, but uh, nothing on there surprises me that much more yeah. than what was. You know, we've only got eight this year. Is that correct? Yeah. So there could have been a ninth and that could have been, there could have been a ninth and a 10th. Okay. So the, the rule though, is that uh, uh, movies nominated need to get 5% of the vote to be able to above 5%. 5%? To to, yeah. Wow. To be able to qualify. That's a low bar. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but apparently not that low. <laughs> there are, I mean, as there are a couple of movies, uh, both that uh, you and I, uh, might think and somebody watching the well i mean i award season might think would be on i happen to agree you know having seen one night in miami that uh, i think that its acting performances are better than it is a a movie you know i i I, that's goes going back to my review i just uh, yeah you know felt like it was a showcase for these performances and and uh felt like it wasn't as you know as a narrative that there wasn't much there so yeah yeah um i don't i don't have a problem with it being a limit you know yeah. Not being there, but. Um, okay. So moving on to best director, uh, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, uh, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman, David Fincher for Mank, and Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round. Um, so. It's kind of out of left field there. Yes. So there are, uh, there are several reasons to be sort of surprised uh, historically. Um, both historically and in the present tense about uh, about this best director slate. So in the first case, this is the first time uh, two women have ever uh, been nominated for best director. Uh, we have Emerald Fennell and Chloe Zhao this year. Um, uh, there have only been a handful of times that women have even been nominated for best director. Only once has a woman ever won. Um, 
that was uh uh oh her name is escaping me but for uh her locker um so uh anyway oh, so yeah. uh this is a this is a big deal this year. It's also the first time that uh, two people of Asian descent, I think anybody of Asian descent has been nominated for best director. And now we have two with Chloe Zhao, who is, who was born and raised in uh, Hong Kong and Lee Isaac Chung, who's a uh, uh, American, but uh, is a, he's a first generation uh, uh, Korean. Um, so, uh, so yeah. Um, and then to sort of add sort of uh, uh, another uh, curveball here, Thomas Vinterberg, the, da- the Danish director, a very well-known Danish director, uh, um, out of left field uh, with another round. Um, that's not a movie I don't think showed up on anybody's radar. It didn't get a DGA award um, and maybe is a sign uh, that the uh, the Academy is becoming increasingly populated by, uh, by foreign voters. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, that's another round is is a good movie, and Vinterberg's a good director, so um, I don't have any complaints there. Um, but again, a lot of people were thinking Regina King uh, uh, would get that festival. Well, I mean, you know, it doesn't get a it doesn't get a picture nomination here. Um, I, that's you know, true. I don't, know, don't know much about the movie, so um, yeah. What, what are we saying here? Um, uh, well, uh, I, it's not I, good enough to be the, the movie's not good enough to be one of the top. Pictures. Yeah, right. It's even even with the expanded rosters, uh, it's not good enough to show up on the uh, best picture, right? Um, but yet at the is... same time, it kicks somebody who directed one of those nine films off the list. I think that that's yeah, it's a questionable. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that's how the the voting though uh, works. That the uh, the directors vote for the best to nominate the best director. Right. And, right you know, actor, you know, I mean, actors that's, that's for actors. Point. And so, um, and everybody votes for best picture. So it, it shouldn't be terribly shocking, I guess that uh, you would get at least some breakdown once in a while. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, well, it, the strange thing about the Vinterberg domination is that he's just sort of, uh, he hasn't shown up anywhere in, in the award season. Otherwise, I right, mean, right. That right. movie was, was, well-reviewed um is very successful uh internationally but um yeah it's so it's 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 interesting i mean that's a really good movie if you uh if anybody wants to see it check it out it's a available streaming for a few bucks um uh a fun little movie that sort of a uh advocates day drinking right um or seems to uh, so, uh, so we have, uh, two women nominated, uh, another interesting thing about this is who's not there, as we said about Regina King, uh, she's not there, but also Aaron Sorkin, uh, not there. So, um, any, if you think, you know, on the one hand, uh, uh, Trial of Chicago 7 is exactly the kind of movie that, that, uh, Oscar is attracted to, um, but, uh. Uh, you would suspect that if uh, the the director isn't not at least nominated, um, then the movie is probably uh, going to be not necessarily, but is probably going to be sinking in the uh, uh, probably have negative momentum. Um, yeah. So, unless there's the okay. the perception that uh, it's you know most of what. This, its success is just on the written page and uh yeah you know you're giving 
the same person the credit for that, you know, probably. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. And and certainly, I mean, just because a, the director isn't nominated doesn't necessarily mean the movie can't win. I mean, Argo won in 2012, but it usually requires, you know, that year um, the industry sort of rallied around Ben Affleck because he wasn't nominated. They thought he got screwed, right? Right. Um, it doesn't seem like this is a year where people are going to rush to sort of you know pump their fists about uh about aaron Sorkin. Um, no i i don't think so so uh yeah as i've said i mean this uh this seems to me to be zhao and nomadland's year um so and that of course is as it should be um you all heard my uh i think you're hanging on to that pretty tight <laughs> i think that uh i think deservedly that's that's where it should go uh-huh. at this point but i have little confidence that that's where it's going to go well okay well we'll, we'll get to that but, I mean, I mean, I, not little confidence but i'm just yeah. I'm, I'm somewhat worried that uh, they could go another direction okay well let's uh let's move on because we'll get into that uh, on, on screenplays again but uh but so uh so next be- let's do best actress so best actress uh the nominees are carrie mulligan for promising young woman francis mcdormand for nomadland Andra Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday, Viola Davis versus Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman. Um, so the takeaways here are that Viola Davis gets her for- fourth Oscar nomination, and she's now the most nominated African-American actress ever. Uh, she was previously nominated for Doubt, The Help, uh, Fences, and now for Ma Rainey. Um my look, you know, my take on this is, uh, you know, I haven't seen uh, United States versus Billie Holiday or Pieces of a Woman. Um, I take it, though, that those are kind of the back end of, of this competition. Um, it seems to really be uh, a race, probably at this point, between Carrie Mulligan and Frances McDormand um, and then Viola Davis, maybe as the, the spoiler. I'm very happy that Carrie Mulligan is getting such uh, is getting such a showing this award season for her uh, role in promising young woman. Um, you know, if if uh, best actress, you know, best actor should go to the the actor who kind of carries the material on his or her back. Uh, I think Carrie Mulligan. You know, you sort of can't imagine anybody else in that role. I think Carrie Mulligan uh, ought to win this hands down. Um, because uh, seeing promising young woman, it's hard to imagine anybody really bringing what she brought to that role. Um, my favorite, of course, is probably Frances McDormand for Nomadland, just because I love that movie. Um, but yeah, this is a strong, very strong year for for, for uh, lead women roles. I think. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like Viola Davis's role. Um, it's it's not a huge role. I just think it would be more at home in the supporting category. Yeah, maybe. Um, she's not asked to carry the movie in any way acting wise you know it's, it's such an ensemble and, yeah yeah uh, there are you know fairly large portions of the film when she's not even in the group yeah that's that's a that's a really fair point i mean she's obviously um, key to the structure of the movie but she's uh yeah i mean it's i mean obviously yeah. her character is in the title so that that's probably the reason why she's nominated in this category um really. uh yeah there's no, uh, you know, there aren't any hard, there aren't any rules about who gets nominated for actor versus supporting actor. Um, it comes down to how the studios sort of promote uh, the. Yeah, the I, I realize that, but I mean, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, if but I mean, if it were to come out, I mean, I, we know how the, the how the things have shaken out this year. But I mean, if yeah, if you'd look at this list in you know fourteen years from now and see Viola Davis in the supporting actress category, you know, part of you would be like, "What the hell?" Yeah, you know, you'd yeah. just be like, that's, "No, okay, sure." That's totally fair. Um, and I like I love the performance. It just mm-hmm. seems, you know, it's just maybe lacking in, in in what I think of as a leading leading role sometimes. But uh, yeah. That's that's just uh, small potatoes. Yeah, um, leading roles versus supporting roles is gonna. Uh, this year might be the year that 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 distinction gets a little more uh, scrutiny. So, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, I'm being very mysterioso and putting off uh, gratification here. <laughs> um, well, I but mean, anyway, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it'd be like um, you know this year if uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's if he was in the lead actor category, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't seem that weird the way things are here. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and there was uh, real questions about whether or not, uh, the Borat sequel was going to get, uh, nominated for best picture. Um, so I wouldn't have a problem with that. That was a good movie. Uh, it's always good to see, uh, comedies get a little more attention during award season. They always get screwed. But, yeah. Uh, I tend to not have any respect for them as far as, Oh yeah, yeah. I, I just consider comedic acting sort of a different thing than what this is. I, I mean, that's just a personal bias, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't um, know. Yeah. So, uh, so now, okay, best actor. So here we go with uh, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, Stephen Yen for Minari, and Gary Oldman for Mank. So Stephen Yen becomes the first Asian American nominated for Best Actor, um, and uh, once again we run into the controversy of the Five Bloods not being represented. A lot of people thought Delroy Lindo deserved to be nominated for Best Actor. Um, he was the only thing I really liked about or had any sort of admiration for about that movie. So I wouldn't have been upset if he had gotten gotten nominated i would take out gary oldman for mank which i think is a classic example of a great actor being nominated for a role that required about 10 percent of his talent Um, i think it's a to me though that's a that's a that's a bell going off to to be to be wary (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean i think that's a sign of late momentum for mank really okay maybe um, I think I think I just think that, uh, um, and again, this isn't the way I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that when you're talking about a, a bunch of Hollywood people voting about a movie that has that's a such a homage to Hollywood history, um, that a lot of people are going to check that box. Yeah, I I, I think the um, the degree everybody always says that Hollywood loves to uh, to honor itself and loves movies about Hollywood. When it comes to actually winning award, they like to nominate movies that are about Hollywood. When it comes to no- they like to nominate movies about Hollywood rather. Um, when it comes to actually winning those awards, the movies about Hollywood, you know, like La La Land or something like that, uh, more often than not, tend to get sort of kind of shut out. I think that there's... well, it's not really about movie making, though. I mean, it's well, it's about yeah. You know, I enough. like. I think. I think. Um, um, we just talked about it. The uh, Argo. I, I think that's mm-hmm. sort of an example of 
of a Hollywood movie that got momentum. Well, that's not true. only because of of you know the 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 Ben Affleck mm-hmm. you know narrative, but uh, also that you know it does show kind of the back back channels of Hollywood working to do something uh, right greater to do something than really heroic. Yeah, right. greater than what they might normally get credit for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's that's fair enough. I I don't know that Mank just seems. It just seems so intramural to me. It just seems so like contained to Hollywood and you just have to have, you know, it's like you have to have gone to film school to really understand why any of this matters. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I um going back to Mank. I just yeah. didn't, didn't uh, quite connect with it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think a lot of people didn't, um, and uh, and I wonder if that's I think that's probably too inside baseball a little too it would be a little uh, too narcissistic for I mean it, it is it is a little bit of inside baseball yeah I have to have to admit that um so um, I think uh, that uh, yeah go ahead I think it it plays pretty well in like a cinematography category um, yeah whereas you know um, as much as we, we you know we appreciate the cinematography of uh, Nomadland. I wouldn't be surprised if if Mank would win something like that. Yeah, that could be. Um. So, uh, yeah, my take on these best actor nominees, um, as far you know, if if you're looking at these nominees and you're wondering, it's one thing to wonder who would win, who will win. I think at this point, it's probably Chaz. It's probably wrapped up for Ch- Chadwick Boseman. Um. Both because he was great in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and also because obviously the, the he's the sentimental favorite. Yeah, um, I think that that's yeah. on pretty firm standing at this point. Yeah, um, but if you're looking at these and wondering, you know, well, which of these these actors in a really strong year, all, all of these were, you know, great performances. Uh, but if you're wondering who's the best, I suspect you have not seen Anthony Hopkins and the Father, <laughs> um, because that is really. Uh, that performance in that movie is really in a class by itself. I mean, it's just, uh, it's almost unfair to compare these other performances to it. Um, uh, so, um, just my opinion, more on that next week on cinema spin, <laughs> but, uh, okay. So, uh, so best supporting actress, we have, uh, young, young John Yeon for, uh, for Minari, uh, Olivia Coleman for the father, Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy, uh, my wife ba- told me she ba- told me she was going to get nominated for that <laughs> maria <laughs> bakalova for uh borat subsequent movie film and uh, amanda seafried for mank uh once again i mean these are you know i mean all of these categories i look at and i'm, I'm pretty happy with all of these choices i mean i haven't seen hillbilly elegy <laughs> so i can't talk about glenn close um but uh (laughs) these other choices i think all of these are uh uh the exactly what you want in a supporting role i mean these are all cases where the uh, supporting uh role you know either walked away with a film or almost walked away with a film um particularly amanda seyfried and mank uh, is the only thing i really liked about that movie uh maria bakalova and the borat sequel um was incredible i mean anybody uh who can i mean she 
that's beyond acting what she did in that movie. <laughs> she has to keep up with Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, who clearly is, you know, doing anything, he, you know, improvising his brains out. Um, so, uh, yeah. So happy with all of these. Um, as for Hillbilly Elegy, Glenn Close becomes uh, uh, one of the few people ever nominated for uh, an Oscar and a Razzie in the same year for the same performance. Um <laughs> The last, the last one was Barbara Streisand for Yentl. Um, oh, I mean that that really says it all about about movies, though. I mean, teach his own in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's it's, it's um, you know, no matter how great a film is, there's always somebody out there who's not going to like it. <laughs> Seems like that's me more than often, more often than not. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you saying? We should give Hillbilly Elegy a chance. I'll, I'll watch it. Oh, I just don't want to. I'll, I'll watch it <laughs> twice while you watch the Snyder Cut. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, fuck off, way. man. That seems like... <laughs> that I'm seemed sorry. like a hell of a lot better idea yesterday than it does right now. But I'm definitely I'm not sorry. watching it in one sitting. There's no freaking way. I'm not going to get a blood clot for the Snyder Cut. There's no way. <laughs> I'm not gonna get a blood clot. You have to walk around. You have to get your Fitbit working, right? Uh, don't want to get a thrombosis. <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, so, so I'm happy with all these, right? And uh, that's my last Snyder cut joke. I promise. Been, <laughs> it I've better been be giving you on the. Get, you've been getting it on the chin from me for that. So. Um, <laughs> So, uh, okay, so supporting actor now. Uh, we got Leslie Odom Jr. from One Night in Miami, Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Bl- Black Messiah, Paul Racy for Sound of Metal, and Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. So this is probably the biggest controversy of the, uh, uh, going to be the biggest controversy of this of these nominations, is Lakeith Stanfield for Best Supporting Actor for, for uh, in this role, when, or in in these nominations when he apparently is the lead in Judas and the black Messiah. I have not seen that movie. Once again, they yanked it off of HBO max today. Um, snatched it right out from under me. Was that planned um, all along or is that some attempt to get some box office out of it? Um, maybe it was planned all along. I mean, yeah, the, I, I mean, the, surely the date wasn't arbitrary, right? But uh, yeah, but I don't know if they, that was something they just decided today. Um, or what um, I doubt they can they probably can't uh, yank it that fast um, they still have a contract with HBO um, but anyway the, yeah the so this is as I said before I think HBO owns the content so I think they can do whatever the hell they want oh really yeah it yeah. doesn't I mean I, HBO Max is they're showing they're not leasing they're showing their own content yeah, but what's in it it's for all H- Warner Brothers stuff what's in it for HBO Max to yank oh I guess if Warner Brothers owns them then yeah, it'd be all up to Warner Bros. to do yeah, whatever, to do whatever right. they want. Technically, is what right, I'm saying. Right, right, yeah, not, okay. not the. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if that was a officially planned beforehand, um, or if that was something they just kind of. Seriously, I, it, I've been gaslighted on this. I, I was like, thought I was going nuts. No, no, yeah, right. I was like, I swear, I've seen that forty times. Watch yeah. this now, and right. And I looked for it today, and it was gone. <laughs> <laughs> so without uh, so much as a note. Yeah. So uh, Paul Racy uh, getting nominated for his, his uh, small role uh, in, in Sound of the Metal um, is uh, uh, 
a bit of a surprise here, but uh, but a pleasant surprise. He was, I was glad to see it. That was, was yeah. one been, been one of my favorite sporting performances of the year that I've seen. Yeah, um, yeah, he's he's really great in that role. It's a, he does a lot role. with a little, you know. There's yeah, not, right. not you know there's not not a whole lot there as far as showy performance, you know, stuff. So yeah, yeah, and that's uh, 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 that small role is really a a key to that movie. Uh, really, kind of uh, in some ways, kind of backbone of that movie. Um, yeah, it, he's kind of the moral center of that movie. Uh, so. Uh, good to see that. Um, and so now, okay, so now, and the Leslie Odom Jr. of course goes without saying that's that's a great performance too. Oh, absolutely right. Uh, again, uh, you worry, I, I, you might worry about One Night in Miami being sort of like a a case where uh, the act, all the actors in that movie are sort of competing against each other because I really think that any of them would have been, uh, you know, worthy of a nomination here. Um, so, uh, but you know, Leslie Odom Jr. has to sing. In the yeah, it's got too, everything so, to it. Yeah, you it's know, got, it's got... yeah, exactly. It has sort of everything. Um, so, um, okay. So now let's get into your, uh, now with best original screenplay, we're going to directly address your hypothesis that Mank has, has got some momentum here. So here are the best original screenplay nominations. Aaron Sorkin for The Trial of the Chicago 7. Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, uh, Abram Martyr, Darius Martyr, and uh, Derek Sianfrance for uh, Sound of Metal, and Will Burson, Shaka King, Keith Lucas, and Kenneth Lucas for Judas and the Black Messiah. So what's missing there? Well, what's missing there is uh, is, uh, Mank for Best Original Screenplay. Um, And that that's a really, really bad sign for Manx uh, uh, chances on, on winning uh, best director or, uh, or best picture. Um, that's nothing but a terrible sign for, for that movie's momentum going forward. Um, I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. And, and, and here's why I'll say why I, I would say normally I would agree with you in terms of that being a, nor- a normal year and that mm-hmm. this being a normal movie. But I think th- the issue you have with the screenplay of of Mank is it's singularly attributed to what is it Jack Fincher? Is that yeah, is I that, think it's Jack Fincher. Um and we all know that um it was adapted pretty substantially yeah. by David Fincher. Okay. Um and we yeah. don't know how much of the original <laughs> remains because he gave full credit to his father as the writer. So um, I think it's kind of weird. I think people would be a little ambivalent in their desire to vote for it. Just given that little leeway there. I don't, I don't know about that. Um, I, I, I think to me, the, the, the real issue here is that, you know, looking back, you know, that was a, the big story about Mank was that, oh, well, this is a movie about a great screenwriter and it was written by, uh, you know, David Fincher's father. That was a sort of his passion project that he didn't live long enough to see see through to fruition, right? And that was a, an important narrative about the behind the scenes on that movie. And um, for the writers to not care about that, <laughs> Um, I think is maybe a sign that the industry sort of doesn't care either. Um, 
So I, I some weird circumstances based on around the writing of of that film. Yeah, you know, it was kind of a project that Fincher gave to his father. Yeah. Um, you know, his well, father had just retired and he said or something like that. And he yeah. said, why don't you write, you know, a story? Because they were always one of his interests had always been mm-hmm. Citizen Kane. Um, but he asked his father to write this screenplay. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when it came back, he, you know, Fincher didn't or David Fincher didn't, didn't really care for what his father had written and sent him back. Um, mm-hmm. So it has sort of a. Yeah. <laughs> David Fincher wrote the screenplay to Mank. Yeah, and maybe so his fa- maybe his father is the surrogate mother of it. Yeah, so okay, so you think the writers maybe took umbrage to the idea to to that sort of to maybe a movie about who gets credit for a movie writing a movie and the credit <laughs> is a little ambiguous in itself. Yeah, does that make sense? Well, I think there'd be yeah, it makes sense, but but the in this case it's David Fincher sort of giving away credit as opposed to crowding in to steal a credit, right? Well, right. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I don't know about that. I, I, I think uh, my take on this is that um, uh, maybe writers uh, more than other uh, than people in, in the other uh, sort of uh, subdivisions, um, maybe writers see more movies than other people, and maybe more. This is a sign that writers saw Mank and. You know, but when it comes to voting for, <laughs> when it comes to voting for the actual award, though, um, yeah, the actors' block is the only one that really matters because yeah. it's so much bigger than the rest of them. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, you know that's the difference between nominations and and the awards is yeah. that uh, right is uh, that everybody votes on the yeah yeah right um. Yeah. Um, you know, you may be correct, but just the the ten nominations just I that I found that to be pretty um just rang a bell in me this yeah. morning when I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, I to me that says that uh Mank is kind of the most Oscar y movie um in a year that didn't have a lot of those. Uh so I don't I I, I, I as a you know, as a as a major booster for Nomad Land. I'm not afraid. <laughs> um, you know, had it been, had Mank been a little stronger film, it'd be a no brainer, I think. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I think yeah, it'd I, be a real easy to film for people to rally upon, or rally around, and you know, if it were, you know, yeah, it, yeah. I, I, I think. I don't know. I, again, I think that any movie that's kind of that, that far, kind of up its own butt. <laughs> Um, is uh, is gonna have trouble uh, winning? You know, might get nominated if it's gonna have trouble winning the award. Um, I, I think the 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 award. When does the voting get... actually occur? It's it's. Um, oh, that's a do you know? Because it matters. I think it closes um, like maybe like the week before the the award. Because okay, so, we're we're pretty far out yet. Yeah, yeah. So <sighs> um, I don't know. Yeah. So the. Uh, so April twenty fifth um, will be the actual ceremony, right? So, um, yeah, okay. And finally, the last category we're going to do tonight is uh, best adapted screenplay. Here we have Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, Kemp Powers for One Night in Miami, 
Christopher Hampton and Florian Zeller for The Father, Sasha Baron Conan, and a whole raft of other people <laughs> for the Borat yes. movie, for Borat subsequent movie film, and The White Tiger for Ramin Bahrani. Um, so with this nomination and, and the, the other three, including for editor, which we're not going to do, Chloe Zhao is, becomes the only uh, woman ever nominated for uh, Oscars in the same year. Um, so uh, good for her. She deserves it. Um, Mank, as we said, leads all nominations with 10. Locked out of screenplay, not a good sign. Um, I, uh, I have not seen The White Tiger, um, but I'm once again very happy with all of these picks. Um, so, uh, yeah. What do you think, Matt? Um, I don't really have an opinion on these that much. Um, I, I wonder a little bit about how much of Nomadland is actually on page and how much it was just pretty much just kind of, uh, that's a fair question. Same thing with the Borat movie though. And I don't think that's necessarily a criticism either. I I just think, I just wonder about it. Um, it's just a weird situation with Nomadland because you're, I guess it's adapted screenplay, but it could just as easily call it an original screenplay in my opinion. Yeah. Well, it's adapted from a nonfiction book. <laughs> right. So, so um, it's weird. It's a weird situation. It is a weird situation. I, I haven't read that book. I have it around here. Um, it's on my radar. Um, but apparently it has nothing to do with Fern or, or any of the sort of events of the movie um, aside from, you know, the, the subculture around uh, the nomadic lifestyle. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's a little strange. Um, and, you know, questions about whether or not that's technically uh, adapted, an adapted screenplay or, or fair. But, I mean, you couldn't call it, you certainly can't call it original either. So I guess that makes, you know, that's that, that there you well, go. Well, I mean, once you have the title and you've paid for the rights to the book. You yeah. Know. So, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've seen, you know, I haven't seen a whole lot of these, so it's tough to weigh in. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, overall, though, I'm, uh, you know, I'm very happy with the with these nominations. Uh, we will, uh, maybe we'll check in again here in a few weeks uh, before, before and maybe after the Oscars to talk about uh, uh, what we feel sort of has momentum uh, going in closer to the, uh, the actual event. Um, I yeah, am I... seeing, I am seeing early, uh, think pieces about uh, about there being you know one of the narratives now is uh, just today was oh well there's no clear front runner right uh, which is odd to me because uh, Nomadland um, seems to be well, two weeks ago I would have I, I really thought so I, now I'm starting yeah. to wonder if it's not fading a little bit but that's you know that's just me yeah. okay and I know you're so wrapped up in your hope that it wins that I don't know if you're seeing it clearly, so. <laughs> right right. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, we'll see how this plays out. I mean, I don't know when the uh, the SAG awards are. Uh, yeah, I don't know off the top of my head. Either. But generally, they're a good, pretty good bellwether for a lot of the major awards because you know, like I said, the uh, Screen Actors Guild is the largest body involved here. In the right, movie. right. So that gives you not just insight into what they're thinking about actors, but what they're thinking about movies generally. Oh yeah, a lot of times that ensemble award can tend to go to the same. Uh, that's kind of their best picture. Yeah, right. But it doesn't always work out that way. I mean, voting for an acting ensemble is not always best picture. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and uh, you know, uh, let me just say, I, I I maybe seem like a babe in the woods to some people right now. You know, saying, "Well, the movie I like must be the front runner." Uh, no, I you know more often than not, obviously, 
is understatement of the year. I think it's the front runner too. I just yeah. Well, um, more often than not, the, the the Academy gets it wrong and they give the award to uh, to some movie that's not as good as one of the other movies uh, uh, nominated. Um, but this is the year I think that, that I think they're going to do the right thing. I think this is this is their moonlight. This is another moonlight year. This is another year where <laughs> they're going to somehow manage to stumble upon actually picking the best movie of the year. So. Well, it, uh, we, we don't have to guess forever. We'll f- definitely find out. So, yep. All right. Well, I guess that's all for we need to say about this. Um, I don't think there's, I'm, I'm just kind of looking down the list to see if there's anything else um, uh, that I wanted to make a comment on. I don't think there is. Um, so I guess we'll sign off. Okay. Uh, we'll be back uh, next weekend with for another episode. Uh, we'll be reviewing some movies. One of them might be the, uh, <laughs> the Snyder cut. Uh, hopefully it will be, I guess. If we're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> so Bye-bye. pretty, pretty much either, either, either I'll have a review ready for the Snyder cut or the, that'll be the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> One of those two things will be true. So, all right. Well, uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Okay. Bye.